Hello my friends, summertime is on its way. That means warmer temperatures are going to be here before you know it. Are you ready? Don't let the hot air sneak up on you. Call my friends at American Heating and Air Conditioning today. Dusty and his team have over 35 years of experience on their side and they can resolve any heating and air conditioning problems that might come your way. Call 918-336-9171 today. Don't delay. Call 918-336-9171. American Heating and Air Conditioning. You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I as Christians are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with me today. Um, as always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. Um, you can find out the, the latest updates on what's going on with them and their products and their they I mean they roast their beans here in town. I mean it's not they don't they don't go out and get them from somebody else. They do it right here in town. Um, so it's locally run, locally everything. It's just probably some of the best, just just a good cup of, of coffee. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. So I wanted to talk about something. I I think that maybe through all of this, I mean, I'm seeing the news of the virus. I'm seeing the news of of just all the insanity that's going on. I mean, now they're suggesting, you know, maybe the election will have to be held by via mail. And here's the thing. I think a lot of the things that come down the pike uh, from the media are just simply noise. I just think a lot of it's fear-mongering. I think a lot of it is uh, an an attempt to control us as humanity, as people. And I think what needs to happen is we just need to get a good common sense. We need to get a good dose of common sense. Now, here's what I do believe as well, um, that... I read this actually a small little thing that was I found online. It's a, it's just bear with me a minute because I want to read some of this because I think some of this is really good. Just think for a minute with me. What if instead of God taking away the coronavirus, because we know that he's capable of doing that, that he's allowing this for us to have a wake-up call? Maybe... All the sports that have been canceled is God's way of mending relationships, particularly marriages. Turn off the TV. Watch the people around you. Maybe closing schools is God's way of giving parents the opportunity to build a stronger relationship with their children and mentor them <clears throat> and mentor them in the way that we as parents have been neglecting. What if uh, the closing of restaurants is God's way of getting our families around the kitchen table again? And I know there's going to be people out there saying, Oh, Caleb, now that's not, that's not the case. It's not really what God wants for us. This is not... Well, we don't know that. Like, I know that God's sovereign. I know that God's over all things. And I know that God loves his people. And 
the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 4, um, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and his forbearance and his patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? And then it goes into verse 5, and it tells us in verse 5, but because your hard and impotent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day uh, uh, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Guys, I, I believe firmly that God can use circumstances. God can use plagues. God can use um, uh, um, natural disasters to cause his people to repent. And I, and I believe that that this is a a wake-up call. Uh, the article that I read kept saying, kept going and said, um, maybe slowing down the economy is God's way of getting us to spend our money more wisely because for the majority of Americans' lives, it's been good for the last several years. And, and I said this Sunday in my sermon, I said, I think the reason people in the church are not uh, the people in the church are just sort of kind of like, oh my gosh, we're freaking out. It's because we've lived in abundance for so long. And because we've lived in abundance for so long and we've had it so good that um, we're in shock. And we're promised tribulation. But I believe that this is meant for more. We need to see this as more of a a wake-up call to repent. Um, the Prime Minister of Jamaica stood before his country and televised uh, in a live service um, his desire uh, for his country to repent. Like everyone in his country, he called on the, the, the highest to the lowest to repent. And I was struck by this. It, I mean, he goes for... Um, Ten minutes, over a little over ten minutes, calling his country to repent, and um, I, I think that this is what our leaders need. To, I, I, yes, my, my hope and prayer is that Trump calls for. I mean, right now he's calling for days of prayer, and we need to pray, and we need to do these things. But he's not specifically come out and said we need to ask for forgiveness. This is this is somewhere Trump has has fallen short. Uh, I remember in the election he said I don't I don't need to ask for forgiveness. Um, I, I don't, I don't have anything I need to ask for forgiveness for. Well, that's a problem. That's arrogance. That's that's um, that's stupidity. Uh, because we all need to repent. We all need to. We have all fallen short. President Trump has fallen short. Caleb Gordon has fallen short. You name it. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned, and because of that, we do deserve the wrath of God. But there is, we're we're still breathing. There is mercy. Like this, I I come back to Romans too. Don't you, don't you know, don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? I'm, I'm reading that at the end of the uh, New Living Translation. Can't you see that his kindness was intended for you to repent of your sins? Like, I, his kindness, his goodness to you has been a, a sign that you need to maintain a lifestyle of repentance. But we don't. We, we run from it. And so it says, 
But because you're stubborn and you refuse to turn from your sins, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For the day of anger or wrath is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed to the world around us. Guys, this is the moment we need to be, we need to wake up. We need to wake up to the idea that God is trying to wake us up with this circumstance rather than just, oh, it's just the virus and this is what. Guys, this is unprecedented. Our entire country is shut down. Every shopping center, almost every restaurant has somehow changed their way of, we've, we've changed everything about our lives. And, and for us to go, well, God's not really, God's not really trying to tell us anything. You're being silly. You're being stubborn. You're being stupid. Like, we need to understand that God is trying to wake up people. And the, the, the wake-up call is repentance. It is a repentant heart that God wants. It is men and women to say, I, I recant, I repent of my sins. I ask for forgiveness. I, and be specific. So I, I will st- sit on this radio show and God knows my heart and I need to repent of pride. I need to repent of arrogance. I need to repent of lust. I need to repent of a- an angry heart. I need to repent of a bitter spirit. Like I'm calling these things out and I'm, as I sit in this room and I, I stare at this microphone, I, I think to myself that God's kindness has been incredible towards me and that I have neglected to repent where I need to repent. I echo the idea of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 where he says, Woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Like, that's my heart. That's my mind. I am a wicked man and I need to repent of my sins. You say, Go, Caleb, oh, you're not that bad. Sin is bad. And if that that if that's the attitude when you start saying, "Well, this is the attitude," that's you're not that bad. That's the attitude that leads down the road to destruction. When men and women maintain a humble, contrite, broken spirit, God loves that. A humble heart. A humble heart is what God longs for in His people. In fact, that text uh, is in Psalms fifty-one seventeen. It says this. The sacrifice you desire is a broken and contrite spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, oh God. Like, this is what God requires. And for us to believe or think anything else, we're fooling ourselves. And God is merciful. God is trying to lead us to repentance, and we are stubborn. And what we're going to get rather than mercy is we're going to get wrath as a country. And so I'm, I'm going to do my part and I'm going to lead this charge and I'm going to say, this is my area of repentance. This is the area I need to repent in. And these are things that I need to, uh, I, I need to repent where I have been um, complacent about sharing the gospel, where I've been quiet, where I've not been, you know, I didn't want to rock the boat and I didn't want to offend. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to do much. I I am openly telling you guys that this is something that needs to happen, not just for some of us, but I'm saying it needs to happen for all of us because we've all fallen short. And the moment that we think it's somebody else's turn or somebody else, like 
when people sit in church, oh, somebody, you know, sister so-and-so need to hear that message. Brother so-and-so need to hear that message. No, you probably needed to hear that message. But you're being arrogant enough to believe that someone else's sin is worse than yours. No, your sin is just as bad. My sin is just as bad and it needs to be repented of. This is the call of repentance from um from God. This is what needs to happen. Uh, and you say, well, where, where, where can we find a good model of repentance? Psalms 51. David, David's prayer of repentance after he had committed adultery and murder. This is his prayer. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly of my iniquities. So I would suggest just... Pray this scripture in conjunction with your own sins. And just pray the scriptures to God and say, God, this is my hope. This is my prayer is that you would blot out my transgressions, that you would cleanse me of my iniquity, cleanse me of my sins for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with the hyssop bush that I may be clean." Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Guys, I believe that this is our opportunity to actually do what we need to do. We've been given the opportunity to repent. And I'm telling you, the goodness of God is meant to lead you to repentance. But I'm telling you, if his goodness won't do it, his severity will, his wrath will. And I'm, I'm pleading with us as, as people who listen to the show. Um, that we need to repent. The time is at hand. The time is at hand. And if we're ignoring this, uh, people say, oh, just give us some time. We'll be okay. We'll be all right. It's America. We'll be fine. No, we won't be fine. There is a potential that we can lose our very lives. You read the text. Read the Bible. When sin enters the equation god doesn't mess around god immediately like it has to get out god will not be in the presence of sin and he rejects that he throws it out he said well that's not well that's i don't like that idea well i'm going to tell you that's god's rules he is a holy and just god and his and it will he will not be in the presence of sin he even shut his own son out when, when Jesus became the sacrifice on the cross for our sins and he became sin on our behalf. The God of the universe turned his back on his own son because sin was present. And here's the thing. Jesus died on the cross for you. He took your sin when he became, I said, he became sin on your behalf. He became sin on your behalf. So that you could be perfect and righteous in the sight of a holy God. So therefore, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus in you. Now, and this is all 
This is all dependent on whether or not you repent of your sins. If you refuse to repent of your sins, you say, I'll be fine the way I am. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. There's no, if there's no repentance, there's no forgiveness. So I'm telling y'all, um, this is the call. The call is repentance. The call is, God, please cleanse me of my unrighteousness. And and in David's prayer, he says it. He says it out loud that the sacrifice of God is a broken heart and a broken and contrite spirit. Oh God, you we you will not despise uh, the Living Translation. Let's do NLT. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, oh God. Like this is this is the answer. And I want to follow suit. We as a people need to repent. We as a people need to confess. We as a people need to say, God, where I have fallen short, where I have not done what I have been called to do, God, please give me grace. I know I don't deserve grace, but I, I believe you will take care of me and you will you'll forgive me. That's First John 1 John 1.9. If you confess your sins, he, God, is faithful and just to do what he needs to do. And that is to forgive. He's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all, from all of your unrighteousness. And man, wouldn't it be better to have peace with the God of the universe than to be his enemy? And here's the thing, if you are living in rampant sin, you have sin and you hold iniquity in your heart, you hold on to sin in your heart, you've made God your enemy. If you're playing around with sin, listen to me, if you're playing around with sin and you're not serious about repentance and you're not serious about making war on your sin, you have the God of the universe at odds with you. How do I know that? Because the scripture tells us that God cannot be anywhere in the presence of sin. And he 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 despises wickedness. And so why in the world would you and I want to be at odds with the God of the universe? You say, well, that's not fair. I just I sometimes like to have a little bit of fun. Well, your definition of fun could be at odds with God's definition of sin. Because, well, here's the deal. Scripture says that there is pleasure in sin for a season. But that sin, at the end of that pleasure, will lead to death. You will. Sin ultimately leads to death. And so my, I'm hoping here that we as a, as a country get a wake-up call and we repent. I'm hoping we do. I mean, I'm hoping that churches stop the silliness of, oh, we need to focus on leadership training and we need to focus on here's you want your leadership tip pastor repent you want your leadership guru information have a broken and contrite spirit confess your sins confess your arrogance confess your 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 pride confess your lust hello pastors i know that we i know we deal with this um anger 
lust, pride, arrogance, all of these things can sometimes well up and just be under the surface in a pastor's life. Pastors, lead your churches in repentance this Sunday. That's my challenge for us as spiritual leaders is to lead your churches in actual repentance. And that starts with you standing before your congregation and saying, listen, I've fallen short. I am sinful. And then repent. So God, please forgive me. And guess what? He will. He will. And then live in a lifestyle of repentance. Live in a constant lifestyle of repentance and see what God does. I believe he'll, he'll change the world. I believe that he'll transform men and women's hearts. I believe that there will be revival if we, and this, and this is revival. Revival is not going to an event and crying. That's not revival. That's sometimes spiritual manipulate, being spiritually manipulated. Here's true revival. Revival is when men and women live in a state of repentance and a desire for holiness and a desire to see God. Hebrews promises us if we do not have a desire for holiness, we will not see God. Do you have a desire for holiness? Matthew chapter 5 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So why are we why are we playing around with this? We need to be serious about what God's laid out for us, and we need to be um, mindful of his commands, mindful of his mandates, and say, God, whatever you want to do in my life, please do it. And I know that there's people that say, oh, Caleb, you're trying to be doom and gloom, and you're trying to be all these things, and I'm, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm actually trying to help all of us understand that God's got something better for us. Like God's got something incredible for you and I. And because we are so arrogant and we're so, we're hell bent on trying to make it our own way. There we go. How about that? We are just, we want to do what we want to do, how we want to do it, when, with who we want to do it with. And if our rights, quote unquote, rights are trampled on on any way, shape, or form. We get ticked off, and we want to like bow up, and we want to act. You know, God's got something better for you. Like, think about you as a parent. You as a parent say things like this. You look at your kids, and you tell them, "Hey, don't do that. It's going to hurt you." I mean, if you okay, let's just do this. Parents of young kids, if they reach up and they try to they try to get close to you or close to the stove while you're cooking. You say, "Hey, hey, hey, hey." Don't don't put your hand up there. That's gonna that's gonna hurt. And they oh you're nah. you're after their joy. You're after hey I know that if you put your hand on that stove, it's going to hurt. I know you think you want to put your hand up there, but you don't want to do that. I can promise you that it's going to end up badly. That's what parents do with kids. God's doing the same thing with you and I. He's saying don't touch that. Don't go there. That's gonna end up burning you. And you think that God's a mean ogre in the sky when he's a father who loves you and he wants the best for you and he's trying to lead you in the paths of righteousness so that you can be satisfied in him and the world is such a deceptive place 
that we think we can find satisfaction in this world. We're never going to find satisfaction. We're only going to find want and greed and lust for more stuff. Like, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's, let's change the narrative. As some of the hip preachers say, let's flip the script. And let's change the idea of what we think is good, right, and holy. And this world is passing away. We're here for just a moment. James says that we're here for a, a moment. It's a, we're a vapor. And then we're in the presence of God. And it, it matters what you're doing in your life right now. Like, it matters what you're doing in your life right now. And if you're not living a lifestyle of repentance and you don't care, and you just think you can do what you want, I man, I'm scared for you. I, I really am. And I don't, I don't use, use that as a fear tactic. I'm just telling you, you're playing around with sin and you shouldn't be. So I'm calling us as a people to repentance and to ask God to do what only God can do in our lives. Father, thank you for the morning that we've had, the day that we've had, the evening that we've had, Father. Gotta pray that this broadcast would reach men's hearts, reach, reach women's hearts, and that we would move in a in a posture of repentance as a nation. And may we start with the church. May we repent in the church. That's my hope for us, Father. That's hope for my, that's my hope, Father. I, I confess my sins. I am I'm sinful. I have a sinful heart, Father. I know that you have the power to redeem and forgive and reconcile father i pray in the name of jesus that you would forgive me of my sins where i've been prideful where i've been arrogant where i've been lustful where i've been angry where i've been greedy where i have been just haughty in spirit father where i've ignored your commands where i have ignored the prompting of the holy spirit to to declare the gospel father forgive me cleanse me of that lord we love you i love you and i ask that you would move mightily in our nation I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. I love you all. And you all need to let's do this this week. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.